You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. So today's topic may not sound tech related initially, but with an increase in online orders, automation, and tech in the workplace due to COVID-19, it's totally tech related. So today, we're going to talk about the changes that have happened in the past year and what you can expect to see when going forward here on Joey's Totally Tech. Welcome to Joey's Totally Tech, everyone. It's Joey Cagle here, and guess who's back this week? The big kahuna, Antonio Guerra. Antonio, what's up, man? Uh, missed you the past couple of weeks. Of course, it's uh, scheduling issues and whatnot. But I know you're doing well. At least I think you're doing well. You're doing well, man? <clears throat> yeah, I'm uh, to start a new job a couple months ago. Been doing pretty well at that, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. We just got a new cat yesterday, so that's pretty exciting. Oh, cool. How's the dog getting along with the cat? Uh, you know, so far, so good. They're kind of standoffish with each other, but, you know, for the most part, they're getting along. Awesome, awesome. I know our cat doesn't like dogs at all. Does your cat like cats, though? We have not uh, determined that yet. Well, you have to bring him over one day. All right. <laughs> Uh, so we are recording this to video. I don't know if it's going to go up on YouTube or not, but if it turns out well, we will put it up on YouTube. So um, I also forgot to mention um, a few weeks ago, the end of February, beginning of March, that was the one year anniversary of Joey's Totally Tech. The, the paper podcast. anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I did my um, first trailer for the podcast in February and uploaded it. At the time, we were uploading to Anchor. You weren't part of the podcast yet. It was just me, and then uh, Lisa joined in on occasion. Um, she would help with like the uh, news. At that time, we kept uh, the news and commentary and the same uh, podcast episode. Right now, we're not doing tech news and commentary, really. Though, we are doing kind of current affairs at the, in some episodes when you're with me. Which is kind yeah. of almost the same thing, just a lot less. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, the podcast is one year old now. Now, about a year and a month old. Well, yeah, that just means 33 years and 11 months and the podcast and run for president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, some of you may be familiar with Humble Bundle. Are you familiar with Humble Bundle? Uh, I've heard of it, yes. You've heard of it. So Humble Bundle, it's uh, something that I've used in the past. Um, you can get great deals on software, books, and more. I've got a whole bunch of books that... Um, I've bought on Humble Bundle a whole bunch of games. They've got Humble Bundle Monthly, which gives you a great selection of uh, PC games and stuff. 
They've switched. Uh, they haven't switched. They've also been offering console games. I know they are offering the Nintendo Switch games now. Okay. Uh, and you can get like freaking amazing deals, man. So we're a Humble Bundle partner. Um, that means uh, we get a small cut when you use one of our affiliate links in the description. Um, All right. Yeah. So you, you'll support us. And most of the time, you'll be uh, supporting um, ASAN. That's Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. We've chosen to support them as well. Um, I like the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network because they believe in involving autistic people, where some organizations, they're trying to be about autism, but not uh-huh. really involving people that actually have autism. Uh-huh. Autistic Self-Advocacy Network involves people with autism. In fact, uh, their, I guess, motto, you could say, is uh, nothing about us without us. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, right now, on Humble Bundle, uh, until April 19th, Pay what you want, as little as a dollar to learn machine learning and get books about machine learning. We've got machine learning in action, machine learning for business, and you'll get, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my place here. You're going (laughs) to get a live video, uh, machine learning for mere mortals, along with a live project, think computationally, with five... I'm fumbling on my words here, man. Five small Python projects. Uh, great books for that. Um, let's see. More great books if you go up to $10 a month, such as Machine Learning with R, The Tidyverse, and Mer. Machine Learning with TensorFlow, Succeeding with AI, and more. You get the live project discovering disease outbreaks from news headlines and a live video deep learning crash course. You can unlock all the books that they're offering for $18. And you'll also have deep learning with PyTorch, deep learning and the game of Go, AI as a service and more. You'll learn how to use deep learning to predict basketball scores. That's interesting. So if you're a betting man, you know, maybe you could use create a program to predict basketball scores. There you go. It's an $800, $859 value, rather, for just $18. What a great deal, right, man? What a savings. Yeah. On this one, you're going to support the International Rescue Committee and World Central Kitchen, along with Joey's Totally Tech Podcast. Naturally. And I'm going to start doing something called the Joey's Tolly Tech Humble Bundle Game of the Week. And this week, it's Loop Hero. The Lich has thrown the world into a timeless loop and plunged its inhabitants into a never-ending chaos. Wield an expanding deck of mystical cards to place enemies, buildings, and terrain along each unique expedition loop for the brave hero. Recover and equip powerful loot for each class of hero for their battles and expand the survivor's camp to reinforce each adventure through the loop. Unlock new classes, new cards, and devious guardians on your quest to shatter the endless cycle of despair. 
It's $14.99 and available on SteamOS, Windows, Mac, and Linux through our Humble Bundle link, where you'll support this podcast and the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. So, good stuff right, there. Big things popping for Joey's yes. Totally Tech. Yep. So, I think we have a Totally Tech trivia this week. Yes, sir. Yes, All sir. All right. Well, let's get started. So, at some point, I want to get around to setting up some questions for you, but I know you've got questions for me. So well, I've got questions. You've got questions. Well, I've got questions. Do I have the right answers? Well, that's up for you to determine, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. All right. So, just a quick recap of the rules. I know it's been a couple weeks. Uh, so, there's going to be five categories. You have ancient tech, retro tech, future tech, uh, tech personalities, and gaming tech. All right. Each category has a question, either 100, 200, 300 points. You pick the point value. The goal is after five questions, your total has to add up to 1,000 points or higher, and you win. All right. Let's All right, get so I mix going. up the colors again this week. So I just pick any one of the six primary colors besides orange. Okay. Let's go red. Red? So red this week is future tech. So you want to do one, two, or 300? I'm going to do 200. Okay. All right, for 200 points, <clears throat> this type of future tech is a type of green energy that can trace its roots back to the use of hot springs in the 3rd century BCE. Um, geothermal? That's it. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> All awesome. Right. 200 points so for me. Awesome. 200 points for you. All right. Next. So we have uh, green, blue, purple, or yellow left. We're going to go purple. Okay. This week, purple is tech, tech personalities. So how many points are you going for this week? 300, sir. Okay. <clears throat> this Twitter boss is responsible for over 1.6 billion daily search queries. He's also the founder and CEO of mobile payment company Square. Don't at me, bro. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, C the CEO of Twitter? You don't remember his name? I, I, it's just not coming to me. And I I don't know. There's certain CEO, CEOs I know. And the Twitter CEO, I just... I've seen his name, and I know I've mentioned it before when we did the tech news and commentary, but no, I do not remember his name specifically. The man you're looking for is Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Oh, Jack Dorsey. What? I don't know why I can't remember him. It's okay. That's why we play the game, Joe. Yep. So you got yellow, blue, and green left. Yellow 300. All right, for 300 points. Gaming tech. This piece of gaming tech was a CPU developed by Sony and Toshiba in 1999 for the PlayStation 2. It consists of eight separate units, including a CPU core, two vector processing units, a 10-channel DMA unit, a memory controller, and an IPU. Hmm. I didn't really pay attention to the hardware during that era of gaming, honestly. <laughs> That's okay. 
the uh, the CPU you're looking for is called the Emotion Engine. Okay. That's that's what allowed the PlayStation 2 to give us such beautiful uh, particle effects and such. Yeah. Tonight's All not right. going well for me, folks. It's not going well. <laughs> and just so you know, it's now impossible for you to win the game. Yes. You can still get a maximum of 800 points. Yeah. So. All right. So you have green and blue left. Let's go green 300, even though it's impossible for me to win now. <laughs> hey, you n- never quit the last whistle, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This piece of ancient tech is over 2,000 years old, and, the w- and it was originally made with lodestone, a naturally magnetized form of iron. It's sort of an old-school GPS. Compass? The compass, that's right. Look at you. Yeah, I knew that one. <laughs> All right. All right. So last category, retro tech. You can go for one, two, or three hundred. Uh, three hundred. Okay. For three hundred points, this piece of retro tech was first introduced in 1998 to the American market by a company called Iger Labs. Their product, called the Iger Labs F10, saw competition from similar devices such as the compact PJB100 and the Nomad from Creative Labs. Okay. You got me. This is something I'm not familiar with. <laughs> the commercially available handheld MP3 player. Oh, okay. Well, I should have known that, but apparently I did not. It's okay. That's why it's a 300-point question. I didn't know that company, so, you know. It's All okay. Right. <laughs> well. So you finished out with uh, 500 points. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm pretty sure that's an F. But you know, uh, we're not in grade school anymore, so it's not a big yeah, deal. Exactly. It was a challenging one. I'll give you that. That's a really good <laughs> game there, man. You got uh, to exercise the old brain muscle. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's some that I just didn't know that, hey, I know now. And, you know, that's one hey, of the things. You'll we never forget to the CEO of Twitter anymore now, will you? Yeah, Jack Dor- Dorsey. Yeah. There you go. This is a learning experience. This is an educational podcast that's right that's yeah nice. and you know that's one thing that i hope you do listening to this podcast you learn something new you know that's right all right so today's story is uh how covid19 has impacted retail and i work in retail you've worked for amazon for a time you've seen uh things change quite a bit yeah, I worked for Amazon for uh, about six months last year. Yes. Well, technically, I worked in January of this year, too, yeah. but I had an injured foot, so I really didn't right. work that much. But and you yeah, act- I worked there between July and January. You were actually working at Walmart for a little bit, too, at, during part of the pandemic, right? Yeah, last year, because uh, those that, that don't know, I spent the majority of my career as either a chef or a restaurant manager. So, uh, you know, I've been almost 20 years working in restaurants. Well, March of last year, when the pandemic went down, the, uh, the restaurant I was working at in Charlotte, they closed down and they actually closed down for good. They actually offered me like $2,000 stipend to move to, Char- to Charleston to work at a restaurant down there. But, you know, I just built a house, so couldn't really do all that. But, uh, yeah, I decided after that, you know, maybe get away from restaurants. You know, I've been doing about 20 years. I feel like I've been gotten as much out of it as i wanted to so i went to go work at a deli at walmart okay <laughs> and then 
after Walmart, I worked at Amazon, and now I'm uh, I'm with One Main Financial, so mm-hmm. I'm much much happier now. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, retail is an always changing business to begin with, and mm-hmm. boy, did things change this past year. Let's talk about it. All right. So, over a year ago, the coronavirus, I'm uh, fumbling on my words, the coronavirus is what I'm trying to say, that causes COVID-19. Just so you know, we call this the coronavirus. There are actually multiple coronaviruses. You might not have known that. Another thing you're learning tonight, right? That's right. Yeah. But the one that causes COVID-19 has spread its way from China to our borders here in the United States. Many of us thought this would be a temporary inconvenience and possibly a supply chain challenge. Best Buy CEO Corey Berry even described it last year as a, quote, relatively short-term disruption that does not impact our long-term strategy or initiatives, end quote. Of course, Best Buy, later. Yeah, Best <laughs> Buy recently laid off over 5,000 workers and is closing many of its stores. But only a month after Corey Berry made this claim the short of the short-term disruption, the U.S. economy came to a screeching halt because of the lockdown. Uh, your thoughts about that so far? Uh well, like I said, I think a lot of people weren't really sure what to think. Like, I know me personally, like I said, last year I was in the middle of building a house. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was renting a house, you know, back in March when the pandemic went down. So I didn't have any money. So I just moved out of that house. And I went to go stay with my family in Maryland because I thought, hey, I'll go visit them for a couple of weeks. Right. And then, you know, this thing will blow over. And then, you know, I'm watching the news and it's like, oh, this is some serious stuff. So, you know, that's when I got the job in, at... Uh, at Walmart in Maryland. And then, like I said, in July, when I moved back to Charlotte to move into my house, that's when I started working on Amazon. So, yeah, I think a lot of people really thought like, oh, you know, because, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, pandemics the last few years. You got Mm -hmm. the bird flu, the swine flu. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, I think it's just the whole, you know, we keep hearing about all these diseases that are coming around and none of them are really that big of a deal. And all of a sudden coronavirus hits and everyone's like, Ah, whatever. It's just the next whatever. It's the yeah. bat flu now, or whatever it is. Was swine but, uh, flu actually officially given the label pandemic? Oh, probably not. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I know it's like in the news, but um, then bird flu hasn't really made it past birds. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's I think it's a problem too. I just you know the media yeah. they have to hype up everything. You know, yeah. just so like they can sell ad space. So I think everyone was, I think at first everyone was thinking like, oh, they're just hyping it up, whatever. It's not a big deal. But, you know, it was serious stuff. Here yeah. now we have like 500,000 confirmed cases. So, you know. Yeah, of course, there's been a concern about bird flu for a long time. If it does evolve, it's something that could jump to humans. Fortunately, that hasn't happened yet. But Fortunately, yeah. Yeah, I think it might have uh, jumped to other animals. I can't remember, but I haven't really kept up with bird flu. Uh, but yeah, it has not jumped to humans yet. But, um, you know, there's a concern because we are definitely not immune to that type of flu. No, we are not. Yes. 
uh, let's see, there's been a big shift towards e-commerce that's been made. Uh, rather than eating out, people were opting out for food delivery. We did that quite a few times. Rather oh. than going to gro the grocery store, people opted for online grocery delivery. And of course, grocery stores and pharmacies remained open. They were considered essential workers, even though they definitely did not get the pay of someone who should be considered essential. It's like they say, it was just a nicer way of saying expendable, right? Right, right. Um, things have slowly started to open up, um, and I think they'll continue to open up. Um, I didn't include this in my notes, but I did uh, see a few weeks ago that it was either the World Health Organization or CDC, I can't remember which, have said that uh, COVID has gone from being a pandemic to an endemic, which is what the flu is. It's oh, okay. Yeah, that it's going to be with us long term. We're not going to get rid of it. We just have to learn to live with it now. So I, things have to open back up, but we probably do need to be more cautious than we have been in the past, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure if you're aware, but <clears throat> just back uh, back on Friday of uh, last week, they opened up, I don't know if it was the entire state, but I know Charlotte, North Carolina is completely open at full capacity. Mm -hmm. like you can go to restaurants now, you can sit wherever you want. Right. Now, you know, you got to wear your masks and they have like, you know, the little, uh, you know, screen protectors and stuff yes. for the employees, but you know, they're mm -hmm. back to full capacity, which oh, I think yeah. is cool. Though I think there are probably still a number of restaurants choosing to have people social distance anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's all up to the individual, yeah. you know, establishment. But, you know, it's yeah, still a step in the right direction, I think. Yeah, we went to Mi Pueblo yesterday, and they were still, from what I could tell, pretty social distance. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, at one time, you could get samples of food at the grocery store. You know, you'd have that sampling lady at one of the end caps or something sampling out uh, mm -hmm. roast beef. I don't know. <laughs> I got Sam's and Costco yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, oh, Costco's big for that. Yeah, I mean, oh gosh, I remember when I lived in California, you could go to Costco and you'd basically have lunch just going around getting all the samples, you know? Yeah, go get a little mini quiche, go get yeah. a little quesadilla, go get a cup of juice, go yeah. get a piece of cheese. Hey, you're good to go. Well, that wasn't happening during the pandemic, now was it? That was just something funny. So, like, I guess right when the pandemic started going down, <clears throat> I used to stay over in uh, the Noda area of Charlotte, and uh, I felt like some ice cream. So there's an ice cream shop. It's I guess it's a chain, but yeah. there's one over in Noda called Jenny's Ice Cream. So I went in there. I know I've been there one time. So I asked them for a sample. And the, you know, the girl there was like, oh, we can't do samples right now because of the pandemic. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just take a scoop of this and a scoop of that or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then she puts like her whole hand inside the thing and like <laughs> no gloves or anything. And oh, her gosh. knuckles are scraping the inside of the ice cream. Wow. I didn't say anything, but I was just like, so you can't give me a sample, but you can like scrape your bare knuckles inside the ice cream. Wow. Like <laughs> that is crazy. Um, of course, you'd have no problem before the pandemic trying on clothes in the fitting room at a store. Um, I know at the store I work at, our fitting rooms are still closed. 
uh, people could try lipstick and um, other things at a beauty counter. Uh, so, yeah, that that was kind of done away with with the pandemic. Now, I, I, did, I did notice that the uh, the water fountains are starting to open back up now. So that's oh, nice. are they? I don't think we've opened our water fountains up yet. <laughs> Uh-oh, you better get with it. Yeah, well, I, I'm not the one that decides that, so... The, the oh, come on, I know you're the shot caller over there, Joe. <laughs> Don't lie. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, but retailers are uh, now making it so consumers avoid shared surfaces and limit interactions with employees and customers. Con uh, contactless, that's what I'm trying to say. Contactless checkout approaches have been created. Grocers expanded availability of smartphone apps that consumers or customers rather use to scan items and add up orders. In fact, the Pittsburgh based grocery chain giant Eagle has been testing a similar system to Amazon Go. Are you familiar with Amazon Go at all? Yeah, isn't that the little store that you can go in and you just. You have to have the app, and you yes. walk in the store, and it knows you're in there, and there's yeah. cameras everywhere, and you just put all your stuff in a bag, yeah, and then exactly. the cameras yeah. check out what you're doing, yep. and then you just walk out, and they charge your account, and that's yep. that. that's it. Yeah. And it allows customers to skip the checkout line, and I'll talk a bit more about that towards the end of today's discussion. Uh, discussion. Mm -hmm. Fumbling on my words again. If this were a game of uh, football, I'd be losing it. Just like totally tech trivia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but maybe you'll still get 500 points then. Right. Um, yeah. So um, some fitting rooms have opened back up. Ours have not. So, <laughs> no. Sorry, I know uh, your webcam isn't getting as much use as it used to, Joe. Yeah. No, no, no. I wasn't that was a joke, before. ladies. <laughs> yeah. A bad one. Okay, people were shopping online, of course, before the pandemic, but the desire to limit trips to stores has increased demand and encouraged retailers to try new options. Uh, many stores now double as fulfillment centers. It's like where I work, it's like there's sections of the store that used to be seating areas, or like we've got a Starbucks area there. We still have that. But all the seating is replaced with fulfillment for online pickup orders. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed a lot of places like like benches are just gone or taped off or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, Target, in fact, uses stores to fulfill more than 90% of uh, second quarter sales in 2020. So. Yeah, the... Uh online marketplace really blew up this past year it's pretty it crazy did yes and i don't see of it i don't see any sign of it slowing down right now working in retail i mean brick and mortar you know it was already kind of on its way out i mean yeah. obviously yeah there's still gonna be certain stores mm -hmm. but for the most part i i remember, even remember when uh when i was working at walmart they were telling me like yeah amazon is just so huge right now yeah it's just they're just eating everybody's lunch. So uh, but I everyone, feel like, had to, everyone had to adapt to survive, yeah. you know? I feel like Target and Walmart are brick-and-mortar stores that have done well uh, in the pandemic because, you know, they, because of 
all the stuff that they sell and the fact that they've got a great online presence as well as a great physical presence. We'll talk about that soon um, as far as why some have been winners and others have been losers. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see. uh, Some retail businesses have been winning, just as I said. In fact, we're going to talk about that right now. So the big winners that I see... And you can add some to the list if you're aware of anything. But, I mean, Amazon, Target, and Walmart. Uh, I'd probably like to add just uh, a lot of these delivery services, such as... uh, Thank you. Well, I'm I'm talking about retail specifically. Though I do mention the restaurant. Yeah, as far as like brick and mortar, those are probably the biggest ones, I would say. I mean, you have other stores that probably have... um, Probably like electronic stores, I would imagine, because you know people where people are at home. Yeah, like I know when uh, you know last spring, like the Nintendo Switch, you couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, everyone's yeah. stuck at home. Everyone's got to play Animal Crossing, so they need yeah. a Switch. So, mm-hmm. and okay, so I included Best Buy and the losers, though they actually mm-hmm. did well at the beginning of the pandemic, and you know. I don't know exactly what their financial status is like currently, how well business is going mm-hmm. or anything, but they are laying off people in closing stores, you know? Yeah. Even though they deal with tech stuff. So tech is supposed to be one of the uh, top retailers that should be winning during this pandemic. And one article that I saw did have Best Buy as one of the winners, but it doesn't feel well, like you it. Said, I think in the beginning stores. maybe it was, but then just as time goes on, I see what you're saying, yeah. Right. Uh, of course, Plus Best Buy, they can be kind of pricey over there sometimes, too. So. Yeah, true. And uh, Geek Squad has a reputation of not being very knowledgeable. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Um, I only use them one time. Like, I yeah. got a... My actually my laptop that I have just broke a few weeks yeah. ago, but when I got like five years ago, like after like the first few months, one of the speakers stopped working, and they fixed it. But right. I really don't use Geek Squad ever. Yeah, so. I, I'm not saying that you can't get things fixed there because I mean, obviously there's some people who know their stuff, but you know there's probably a lot of limitations to what they're able to do as well. Yeah, probably. Considering it's Best Buy and that's a big chain, they might have very strict rules about certain certain things. I don't know. Of course, I imagine um, so. Yeah. The mall stores, they're big losers. Like Macy's, JCPenney, Joseph A. Bank. They are not doing well during the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. Other retailers like GNC and the Guitar Center. The Guitar Center over near us closed not that long ago. Oh, the one in uh, Matthews? Uh, yeah, on the Independence okay. Boulevard. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that really sucks because, um, I mean, I used to live in Raleigh. I used to be a musician, and I would go to the Guitar Center all the time. I loved the place, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know how the one in Raleigh's doing. I hope they're doing all right. But, but yeah, the one here closed. So, also, well, you should pick up the phone and give them a call, Joe. Yeah, let's see. All right, so, and then restaurants like Chuck E. Cheese, uh, they've kind of, like, have they closed all of their locations or just a lot of them? Uh, I'm not really sure. I know, I think CeCe's 
is done. I think CEC's went oh, out of really? business. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah. Then yeah, I uh, haven't heard anything about CCs. Wow. I've heard about Chuck E. Cheese. That's just yeah. one of those things too. It's like you got a bunch of kids running around, touching everything, yeah. eating pizza, getting sauce all over yeah. the place. Yeah. So I get it. But uh, yeah. I could have just, sworn uh, the CCs over here off of the Independence might still be around, but I don't know. I haven't looked over there in a while. Um, many, many locally owned restaurants have closed because of the pandemic, and yeah. They just won't be able to get their business back, you know. They they mm-hmm. knew they were done for. So in particular, stores that have everything, like your Walmart's, Targets, stuff like that, uh, they were more likely to succeed because they have everything, you know. One mm-hmm. stop or buy it online, go and pick it up or have it delivered, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, specialty stores like, uh, you know, your mall stores a lot of times are specialty stores. They've been hurt. And, of course, Sears and Kmart. Sears had a lot of stuff. Maybe not everything. Kmart was a store that had everything, but they're the same company now. They had been going down for years, so that was definitely not pandemic-related. Um, I don't know that Sears and Kmart were the same company now. Oh, yeah. Kmart um, and Sears merged back in, what was it, 2000, uh, yeah, 2004, 2005, one of those years. Okay. I know because I was working at Kmart and actually, like, the year before that, I worked at Sears. So okay. I left Sears and went to Kmart. I hated both companies, by the way. If I'm mm, honest, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like working for either one. Uh, Kmart was probably worse, but... Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it was actually Kmart that bought Sears, believe it or not. Because <laughs> I thought I remember hearing, like, this is like maybe 10, 11, 12 years ago, like, Kmart went, like, bankrupt or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Kmart had gone bankrupt back in the early 2000s, and again, mm-hmm. uh, several years ago. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, it's mainly the stores that sell everything, if it's brick and mortar. And yeah. I and I dad having a good online presence too. And you know, um, I think Target is lucky to be in the position it's in now because yeah, you remember back during the um, years ago when Target was hacked and. Um, yeah, I remember yeah, that. yeah, definitely. During that time, they were having a lot of problems with their website. It was slow, and people just weren't using it. And yeah, um, I think Brian Cordell has done a good job with Target, getting the website uh, redone, um, revamped. It works wonderfully, and they've got the Target app. You can order stuff right through the app. The, the cartwheel, That's- right? used to be called Cartwheel, now it's Circle. And the app is just called the Target app. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, a lot of people still call it Cartwheel, though. Um, I think it's pretty catchy, so. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's now Target Circles. Target Circle, rather. Um, of course, we all know we've seen <clears throat> it if you've gone out during the pandemic to go shopping. Cashiers are surrounded by plexiglass now. That's been a big change i 
I wonder how permanent that's going to be. It might be a good idea because many retail workers don't get health insurance from their employer in the first place. Of course, they could go through healthcare, healthcare.gov, but mm-hmm. a lot of them choose not to because a lot of times paying the fine for not getting it is cheaper than not getting the health coverage, or they might make uh, so little that they wouldn't be fined for not getting it. Yeah, true. Yeah. So a lot of people are probably opting not to get health coverage. And their employer's not giving it to them because they're part-time. And in retail, most of your retail jobs are part-time, unfortunately. Yes, that's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even work part-time in retail. You'd have to be management, essentially, to have full-time at most places. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think when I was at when I was at Walmart, I was working full time. Yeah, yeah. Walmart might they were hiring like, everybody though. I think they were yeah. just really short staffed at the time because I yeah. said that was back in like April. Yeah. So. Yeah, Walmart might have some full time uh, non management positions, but mm-hmm. in general, um, you know, at least in the past, it's been that most of your retail positions are part time. That might have been changing a little bit, especially this past year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm a cashier at one of the winning retailers. I'll let you all figure out which one. It's interesting because both online orders and in-store orders are up, at least at my store. Um, I think a lot of people are doing online pickup and then doing additional shopping While they're at the store, I have a lot of uh, customers come through my line with their online pickup bags, and Mm. then they're just getting some extra stuff, you know? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, and (laughs) sometimes I mistakenly think it's something that they got at the store, and they're like, no, I stopped by the service desk to pick this up. I ordered it online. I'm like, oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, Also, the store has felt a lot busier this year, like... Normally, after Christmas, we cut hours, you know? Mm-hmm. We did not get the same kind of hour cutting this year that we would normally get. Really? I'm thankful for that, but we didn't get Oh, the yeah, kind of obviously, yeah. Cutting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely helped out as far as finances go for me. Mm-hmm. But um, it's also been kind of stressful, if I'm honest, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, <laughs> you know, um... Yeah, I, I've um, when the pandemic began though uh, at my store, um, I tried working both online pickup and uh, drive up uh, one day, and I had done online pickup before working at the service desk uh, before the pandemic. Uh, drive up, I had it done, but that was something that I was wanting to do. And boy, uh, the drive-up thing happened when the pandemic was going on. And boy, do I regret <coughs> asking to be trained on that. Oh, really? Fortunately, you I haven't done a lot. Huh? I said you get coughed on a lot. No, no, no. It it wore me out, you know, like quickly. And um, I think with my mild cerebral palsy, it caused me to have some issues to do it fast enough. Yeah, I got you. Um, 
online pickup was way busier than it ever was before the pandemic and i had a panic attack at the end of the shift that day you know oh geez yeah um i never did uh drive up or online pickup again so, good for you joe yeah yeah for yourself yeah well, well, they haven't asked me to. I think they realized okay. I was not cut out for that. I'm great on the cash register. They're just going to leave me there. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, something that I've rolled out for me. Now, automation and retail, that's something that has been uh, concerning. Now, the self-checkouts, that a lot of people were wanting to stay away from self-checkout when the pandemic began, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a dampener on automation for retail. So a lot of stores have had to rethink their automation strategy. I could have told you that uh, even before the pandemic, the self-checkout that most stores have was not going to be what kills jobs in the retail industry. Mm-hmm. because you, you've seen how long it takes people to get through a lot of those self-checkouts, you know? Yeah, well, it just yeah. depends on how many they have open, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, that That's not what's going to kill retail. Um, what will kill, uh, or not retail itself, but retail worker jobs, you know? Yeah. What's going to kill retail jobs is what Amazon Go is doing. And now what Giant Eagle is doing, Mm -hmm. where you have that app, you go into the store, scan the app, pick up what you want and leave and you get your card charged. Yeah. You know, that that's what's going to kill retail jobs, particularly cashier jobs. You know, stalkers, they'll still have those, though. There's probably going to be robotic stalkers, especially Amazon, you know? Yeah, I mean, once they figure that out, I mean, I think it's just still one of those things. <clears throat> I, don't, I think it's, I don't think it's cost effective enough. I mean, they could probably do it now, mm-hmm. or you could just pay someone eleven bucks an hour yeah. to do it for you. So, of, of course, at Amazon. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, of hey, course. Go ahead. At, of course, at Amazon, no jobs were lost because they never had the cashier jobs to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but, that's true. But you know, other retailers are going to see what Amazon's doing and adopt that. And that's where the know, jobs like, are going to be. I don't know, like fast food places like McDonald's. They have a lot of them. Them have like kiosks now, where you right. don't have to, you know, interact with the cashier anymore. So. Yeah. You know, I find that funny though because a lot of those kiosks were installed not long before this pandemic, and now people do not want to even touch those screens. <laughs> you know. Well, I think. Yeah. I haven't checked, but I know that. For a while, the dining room was completely closed at the McDonald's. They had it open for a little while, and they just decided to completely close it. Yeah, again, I think it's just one of those things. It's just a case-by-case thing, like certain places, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, McDonald's, that's primarily they do to-go business. They do some dine-in. So, you know, I think those fast food places like that, you know, it's easier for them to just close their dining room. Yeah. But, you know, other places, they're like a sit-down restaurant, you know, like Chili's or Applebee's or wherever, you know. Yeah. They depend on sit-down business, so they mm-hmm. can't just close the dining room and be like, okay, just take your food to go. You know, people, 
people want different experiences when they go to a sit down restaurant as opposed to like fast food. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, just, uh, I think like the main thing that's going to kill the retail jobs is what Amazon go is doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And when other companies adopt what Amazon is doing there, there's going to be a lot of people out of work, including me. That's why I'm trying to improve my web development skills right now. You know, there you go. Yeah. I think this, I think this internet thing is going to catch on Joey. So you better <laughs> start. Internet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it's going to catch on too. <laughs> it's going to be big. I got, so, yeah. I got a feeling. I yeah. Got a feeling. I have a feeling everyone's going to be on the internet. <laughs> everyone's going to be on the internet. All right. So <laughs> after our little ad break, we will start with our current events. Do you like the music and sound effects we're using on the Joey's Totally Tech podcast? Well, we get the licensing for this music through Epidemic Sound. If you're a content creator creating video on YouTube or other social media platforms, or a fellow podcaster, visit bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. That's bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. And you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today. Welcome back. It's current event time. So, uh, first of all, scientists are going to be testing the world's first nuclear fusion reactor this summer. The International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor, or ITER, or ITER, I'm not sure how we're supposed to pronounce that. Um, uh, I guess it'd be ITER. I don't know. ITER. We'll call it I think ITER. if it was ITER, there'd be two T's, right? I, I would say I would think so. So we're going to call it Ider. They're, they will start their inaugural uh, test runs this coming summer. Assuming it's successful, it will be the first fusion reactor capable of producing more energy than it takes to operate. Uh, creating energy from fusion is a challenge as it has to be controlled so that it doesn't produce too much energy. Uh, The types of dangers which can occur with fission are impossible with fusion. 
IDAR plans to begin low-power operations in 2025, and if everything goes according to plan, we may be within decades of solving the global energy crisis. Well, at least for the ones that can pay for it. Yeah, we'll see. So yeah, this is basically like an arc reactor, kind of. So yeah, Iron Man. Iron Man. Uh oh. <laughs> is Elon Musk gonna get involved in this? Probably. Sounds like something he's, he's like, into. He's like uh, a real life version of Tony Stark. Where, where's his Iron Man suit though? So maybe he was smart. He just does his like undercover to darkness. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's like a Batman type figure, and we just have a heard anything maybe i don't know yeah <laughs> hmm. hmm i mean i've never seen batman and elon musk in the same room together no neither have i i mean it could be because one of them is a fictional character but yeah <laughs> i don't know it just is something that's mm -hmm. not adding up yeah you never <laughs> see bruce wayne and batman in the same room together either though a lot of people suspect bruce wayne may be batman though I don't buy it. Uh, isn't Bruce Wing like an alcoholic? I don't think he could be Batman. Yeah. Well, so is Tony Stark. I mean. Oh, yeah. I forgot. But yeah, he's, he's Iron Man. Yeah, but the suit does all the work. He doesn't, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark didn't get, like, you know, decades of martial arts training. True. Him, true, and, true. him and his homeboy built a suit of armor in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. All right. Well. That was an awesome nerve tangent, but <laughs> so uh, on to my story. Uh, apparently, the world's biggest video game cheating ring has just been busted in China. Uh, Chinese authorities work with League of Legends owner Tencent to bring down what they believe to be the world's largest video game cheating ring. The consortium of cheaters would design and sell exploits for several popular online games, such as Overwatch and Call of Duty Mobile. Uh, the cheats were distributed to different regions all over the world via a subscription model uh, that cost users approximately $10 a day and up to $200 a month. Uh, the service netted over $75 million, and authorities were able to seize over $46 million worth of luxury cars as well as, well as other assets. Uh, Ten individuals were arrested in Kushan, while 17 different cheats were found and destroyed. I didn't realize video game cheating was such a big underground industry. I thought it was just a thing you did to make uh, other. Well, gamers I think it's mad. it's uh, <laughs> they're targeting like more competitive online games, right? So, right. You know, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And, so you know, there's people that go and mm -hmm. I guess they enter tournaments and stuff, and they use right. these cheats to win and, so. and make money. Uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, $75 million for cheats. Wow. Oh, yeah. That, that's a lot of money there. And, yeah, definitely should be cheating when it comes to money, you know? Yeah. It's not like... But, I mean, technically, you shouldn't really be cheating at all, but... Yeah, but if you're just playing a one-player game like Doom and you go into God mode, that's totally different than, like... Oh, yeah, I mean, if you're just playing with yourself, then, yeah, you can cheat yeah. all you want. But if you're supposed to be in a you know fair competitive environment you know maybe yes. put the exploits down you know yeah 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 so yeah definitely yeah cheating's bad people when it comes to online gaming <laughs> gotta make people and also, mad anyway and also just in life in general probably shouldn't cheat yeah, right probably don't cheat on your taxes yeah. don't cheat on your spouse 
you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Unless it's another, unless it's another zip code. Apparently, that doesn't count from what yeah. I hear. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, any final thoughts of today's episode, or? Nah, I mean, I think just uh, I'm just kind of waiting to see. Like I said, we're one year removed from when COVID really first touched down. Just mm-hmm. kind of want to see a year from now where we'll be. Will there be another wave? Will people still be wearing masks? You know, will we be social distancing again? Who knows? Yep. Just like I said, I think that's I think that's the problem too. I know I've mentioned mm-hmm. this in the past, but no one really knows. Yeah. Like you know, you have all these experts and stuff, and they can tell you their expert opinion, but. At the end of the day, you don't know what's going to happen because because it's people who are going to decide what's going to happen. You right. know, people are going to decide. Okay, we're going to mean we're all going to go to the beach for spring break and not wear masks, or we're all going to go to political rally or a sporting event or whatever and not wear masks. So, you know, when you have people doing things like that, it's going to affect you know the overall outcome. But yes, you know, we have these vaccinations now, so hopefully things will kind of start settling mm-hmm. down. We'll see what happens. Yes, I'm trying to get a vaccination myself can't get an appointment every time i try unavailable yeah. i'll probably just hold off i mean i'll get it when it's available i'm yeah. not really in a hurry <laughs> like even like i never really got flu a flu yeah. vaccine i used to have to get it because i used to work at a nursing home for a couple mm-hmm. of years so you had to have it there but besides right. that i never really yeah you know. and the flu is down this year anyway because so many people were wearing masks so, or yeah. maybe they 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 had covid and they thought it was the flu or maybe yeah. they but we didn't know about COVID. That it was covid that, so that's I don't know. an interesting theory yeah and maybe we just didn't know about covid until yeah maybe i don't mm. know so in that case it would have come from a bat would it but, maybe the bat but, the bat flu but i kind of think scientists are pretty sure covid wasn't around before then you know well, not COVID nineteen. There was, like you mentioned before, there was a coronavirus, but right. not the coronavirus that led to the disorder known as COVID nineteen. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I have here. I've been Joey Cagle, and I've been the Big Kahuna, <laughs> the Big Kahuna, Antonio Guerra, right. and I'd like to thank our executive producers, Laura Laster and Beth Warhan. They are exclusive members. If you join the exclusives, you are an executive producer. For as little as $5 per month, joeystollytech.com slash exclusive. Check it out. Get bonus content once we start making it again. And we will catch you next time.